Rebuild SoCal partnership represents more than 2,700 contractors and 90,000 union workers throughout Southern California. The partnership is dedicated to advocating for clean water, safe bridges and roads, which are vital to Southern California's economy. Better and safer infrastructure means good jobs and stronger communities. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and please visit us at rebuildsocal.org to learn much more. All right, welcome back to the Rebuild SoCal Zone. I'm John Swatalski, your host for today's episode. Our guest for this week is Charles Fair. Charles is a construction craft skilled laborer with Local 89 in San Diego. Charles, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy you're here. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, it's our pleasure. You know, it's a real honor to have a conversation with you to kind of dig in with you uh, about uh, the work that you're doing in San Diego, about the job itself, about your union. Uh, and, um, you know, we just appreciate that. So listen, Charles, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and your background. I'll start with my affiliation with Local 89. I've been a member um, since 2008. I actually transferred from a union in Central California. I'm from Fresno. Transferred down in retrospectively was probably a bad time. Um, <laughs> the nation was going through okay. a real uh, downturn and work was very mm-hmm. scarce at the time. I had mm-hmm. just recently had gotten married and moved to San Diego with my wife. And yeah, that was that was that in terms of that, but a lot of growing because of the times there wasn't a lot of work. And uh, I think at one time I was probably working like five jobs at one time. And it wasn't until I got uh, blessed to be able to go on to um, it was a major waterworks uh, project. It was the San Vicente Dam in lakeside mm-hmm. and uh of course mm-hmm. that was a union job there were hundreds and hundreds of trade people out there more than 100 laborers out there at one time so so that was really a, really a good thing for me all right yeah i mean 2008 was geez it was such a tough time for not just uh the construction industry but the whole economy the the economy collapsed and, and millions and millions of people were were having a really difficult time. And so working four jobs, that must have been really, really difficult. How did you manage to do that? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I have, I have no idea. I can tell you I didn't it's get a lot of sleep. It's tough looking back, huh? Yeah. I didn't get a lot of sleep. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of just one of those things where you look at a tough situation and you fold or you crumble or you decide, okay, well, I'm going to do what I got to do. And that was really the only choice that I had to make. But being a part of the union, you know, once there was something that I could go to, it, it changed all of that. You know, I could cut all the side hustles and mm-hmm. the, the underpaid, <laughs> you know, work that I was doing. And, uh, and actually get back to to working a single job and, you know, getting that feeling of doing something actually worthwhile. You know, for me, that, that was what 
being in the union and still is about. I joined the union, uh, like I said, in Fresno, and it was like, it wasn't even a thought in my mind. I, I had actually, <laughs> and I regret that I did this, but I was a scab and I was crossing a picket line every day going to a job that a friend of mine had actually recommended to me because I had never thought in my life that I would be doing construction. I mean, it wasn't on my radar at all. So that's how I got into the business is via a friend who was uh, working in the office at a particular project. And I liked it. You know, I, I like the idea of taking something that there's nothing there. And then next thing you know, there's this grand thing. Or maybe it's not even that grand. Maybe it's a small thing. But taking something and turning it into something is, is really uh, rewarding to me. Yeah. And it's like a tangible thing. Like I built that a sense of, uh, accomplishment, if you will. Absolutely. And you know, I've, I've been really fortunate. Does it feel that way? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. You know, I've been really fortunate in my career so far that I've been able to work on projects that are pretty, pretty grand in scale. You know, I've done a dam raise, built a dam. I've built a hospital. I've, done railroad work, you know, extending the trolley here in San Diego, done work doing, uh, you know, adding buildings to the, the local colleges, you know, and currently I'm working in Chula Vista, but still, still within the union, working on the convention center by the Bayfront. And it's like, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people within the union. I think right now there's about 4,000 of us that are working. And, um, you know, we're all over the place. We do everything, everything that you can. And that's the thing that's really changed about my vision is that before doing this work, I didn't see everything around me in the way that I probably should have. You know, when I, when I look around now, I think, okay, this building is here and it took this amount of work and planning to get it there you know even something as simple as a stop sign you know at a corner you know someone had to plan that out someone had to get things rolling and get them in motion and then someone had to physically put it in the ground you know and the just those little things like that i i see it everywhere and i love it i love that i see i see this world in a way that I think is more true than most of us just kind of going through life and doing, you know, doing what we do because we all do it. We get caught up in a mundane sort of an existence, but you know, everything around us, everything that's built, somebody had to put it there. Mm -hmm. That's such a keen insight. You know, of course, most people wouldn't see a stop sign or a traffic light and realize what it took to think through that, you know, to drive it down a certain amount of distance to make it withstand weather and, and wind or to make sure that that the timing is right. That's really perceptive of you to think that. And it's so interesting and cool to hear that you realize some sense of gratification out of that, which just says to me, and I hope I'm not saying too much here, but just says to me that you really are good at what you do, likely because you really enjoy it and you get some level of satisfaction out of that because you're improving the built environment around them. Yeah, I think I think you've got it. I think you definitely understand. 
I mean, for me, <laughs> and I guess I should accept your compliment <laughs> and thank you for that. I I think I'm pretty good at what I do, but you know, I for me that's helped me in my career to be able to work and work on the projects that I've worked on. But I also understand that as a laborer, we're all different, right? We all have different skill levels, even though we all have this accreditation, the certification, because this isn't something that I just have. I'm I'm accredited by the state of California. I had to go through an apprenticeship to to be what I am and work in the mm-hmm. way that I do. So right. you know, just like anybody that goes to any sort of school or any level of education, we're just not all the same. And even though like for me, we're not we're not graded, you know, there's no like magna cum laude of <laughs> laborers or something like that. <laughs> but we do have varying skill levels. And so being really fortunate to be in the position that mm-hmm. I am, I also understand that a lot of the laborers, it's more difficult. And I and I know that. I know it's more difficult, but mm-hmm. but that doesn't change what laborers do. You know, we work physically hard. We we have sweat equity mm-hmm. in every dollar that we earn. To me, that's something that no one can take that. You know, no one can tell me that uh, you, you're lazy or something like that, or you don't work hard. I'm actually highly offended by that. Highly offended by that. You know, nonetheless, there's there's nothing that anybody can say that can take away from the fact that we're the ones that are really really performing a lot of the work that has to be done everywhere. Mm -hmm. I appreciate hearing that. It is a tough job. And I think that everyone who's listening, everyone in our society should know that it's a very difficult job, a very demanding job, and one that we should value. Um, not just in our words, but we, but our public policymakers should value that sweat equity, as you, as you put it, um, in building our communities, uh, hospitals, certainly important, dams, very important, schools, you know, that you provide, you know, literally and figuratively, the foundation of which we live as a society. And it's pretty uplifting, frankly, to hear you kind of talk about it in those terms, talk about it with such pride and even with a little kind of protection uh, over it in, in that you would you would be highly offended if, if somebody didn't value that. And I think that's an important message for everyone, one to hear. So you said it so eloquently and I appreciate hearing that, Charles. And so I just want to go back to, you know, first, I give you so much credit for working four jobs, grinding through that. And you said a lot of folks would maybe have folded, but you didn't do that. You persevered and you found your way into a skilled, trained, accredited, certified, and perhaps more stable career. You told us how you got to the construction work itself, but how did you find your way to Local 89, and, and what attracts you about doing your work as a member of the labor? So as far as transferring into Local 89, like I said, I joined the laborers union while living in Fresno, California, but then moved uh, down here to San Diego. And uh, thankfully, the request was accepted because they don't have to do that. 
And uh, because I was relatively fresh joining, um, the job that I was working on in Fresno was a non-union job, but they were picketing at the entrance gate. So I don't know how or when it happened, but it, it did where the union was able to make an agreement with uh, the entity that the project was being performed for. Um, so then I was given a choice. <laughs> and the choice was, well, join a union or don't work. And that's not a really a choice. So I was given the option to join either the pipe fitters union, the carpenters union, mm -hmm. or the laborers union. And putting them side by side and talking to people that were in the different trades, you know, I decided that the laborers would be best for me. I also received some counsel from some people that I that I trusted as well. But for me, the laborers was just a, the best bet, the best route for me to take. I like to do different things and new things and learn new things. So with being a laborer, there really is no limit to what you can do as far as work goes. Mm -hmm. If you like to deal with pipe, which that, that was what I started out with, was working pipe and doing uh, large pipeline projects, then you can do that. If you like to work with cement and do these huge pours, if, if you look in the downtown skyscrapers going up all over the place, you know, if you like that sort of work, you can do that. If you're into solar, I just came off of, you know, a couple of years of doing solar projects at the, uh, San Diego Unified School Districts installing canopies. If that's what you're into, then you can do that. You know, so there's there's just so many routes that you can take within this trade. Or, you know, say you get tired of doing that particular thing. Okay, then you can change it up and try something different. You know, and th those sorts of opportunities, in my opinion, aren't really afforded in the other trades where there's so much uh, flexibility in terms of work. Do you have a preference or a favorite in uh, the type of work that you do? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I'm the type I like to change it up every couple of years, every few years. I, I just like to do something different. So I typically take that route. Okay. What type of work are you engaged in now? Uh, right now, I'm working on the Chula Vista Convention Center project, the Bayfront Convention Center Hotel, complete overhaul of that area. It's gonna it's gonna be a really cool thing for Chula Vista. And there, it's just building work. So these sorts of projects, there's so many trades, there's so much going on. Uh, right now, it's just above ground level, so there's there's no building there. There's a lot of grade work going on. There's still underground work going on. And to me, that's really exciting because, like I was saying, you know, you see this thing that there's nothing. And then next thing you know, there's going to be this beautiful hotel, 1,600 rooms, convention center. You know, it's, it's just going to be amazing. And so sometimes I'm not necessarily looking for a type of work. Sometimes I'm looking at the project and saying, oh, OK, I want to be involved in that. And that's that's often the route mm -hmm. that I take, you know. When I did the dam job, my mindset for that was, oh, wow, 
I want to get to the top of this dam. And at the time, it was the largest dam raise in America and almost the world. Oh. I think there was like one other dam raise that might have been bigger. But I mean, it was a huge deal. And so, you know, I could you know put that on my lapel like, oh, yep, did that. Can't say that you mm-hmm. did that. You, you know, that sort of thing. So <laughs> I was younger then. So those sorts of things really mattered. <laughs> those sorts of yeah. things really mattered to me. Now I'm more like, um, yeah, I think yeah. I like this one. Because, <laughs> you know, some yeah. projects are much more difficult than others to do. That's cool. So convention center, high rise, hospitals, trolley, dam. It seems like you've done almost all of it. I have. I've pretty much touched all facets of construction. You know, I've done asphalt work. I've done traffic control. That's one if you like to be on your feet a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I say, the, the variety is was really important to me. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just in terms of my liking. And then also on the backstretch, because my plan for working has always been to stop working at some point. So... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all of ours. (laughs) I know. When looking at the pension and, you know, the things that would come on the backstretch, Mm -hmm. then it it was uh, was the best route that I could have taken for myself and my family, you know, because that's the thing, too. So the reason that joining the laborers union and also when I joined, I wasn't thinking about a family either. So that was something that I was blessed to (laughs) be able to walk into. And it was kind of already taken care of things later on in my life that I I didn't think about. Charles, you know, I want to broaden kind of the perspective here and get your thoughts on really what's happening in San Diego. You've mentioned that you've worked on a myriad of projects, that there are skyscrapers going up all over downtown. And I'm just curious about what you think of uh, the state of things in, in San Diego. There seems to be a lot of building going on, a lot of development seems to be, dare I say, booming. I'm wondering, you know, what your perspective is um, as you see it on the ground every day and actually doing the building day in and day out. It's been really interesting. I I pretty much drive the five every day. Mm-hmm. You know, driving towards downtown where I, I typically end up going. A lot of the time, I remember the skyline of downtown, right? And it's, Mm -hmm. I've steadily watched it change since I've moved here. And it's so much more full. I moved here in 2008. And I remember falling in love with the city, you know, like first day, my wife and I, we pulled over into Mission Bay and we sat there and we were just like, oh yeah, we want to live here because she... She actually came down here. The reason we moved was so she could go to a UCSD. And, um, okay. You know, it's just like, oh man, this is great. We're, we're doing this thing. And so, you know, seeing downtown expand and working on these projects in town and seeing the changes that I see just on the streets. It's a bit of a bother to me, you know, I'm driving down the streets, the pothole filled streets. <laughs> and I'm just like, you mm-hmm. know, what's going on? Like, how come we're not maintaining this beautiful place? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. But, 
you know, a lot of the development that I see and a lot of the building that I do see is, it's a lot of non-union stuff, you know, like in neighborhoods, we've seen the ADUs going up everywhere, luxury apartments going up everywhere. And all, all the while, I have to, you know, walk over homeless people when I walk down the sidewalks. So I'm, I'm not really understanding what's going on. But, you know, we're people when we're, we're growing, right? We got more people on the planet, in the city. People definitely want to live here. I mean, I, I get that. I moved here from, from where I'm from and I had, mm-hmm. I have no thoughts of going back. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. thoughts of it. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, I just wonder if everyone or anyone is like me looking at this city and saying, okay, well, you know, how are we going to make this city better? You know, and uh, I think we have, you know, politicians here that are are looking at that and trying to work with that. And, you know, I know people typically aren't that adept to change, but we got to make some changes here, you know, and as well as just keeping up the things that we have that are, that are good for us. And so, you know, we, we have to keep building. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's all I know. We, mm-hmm. we have to keep building. And, you know, just looking down my neighborhood right now, I see all these homes. And I think that if I wasn't doing what I was, what I'm doing, you know, as a trade, construction craft, skilled labor, if I wasn't what I am in my profession, then I couldn't live here. Not really. You know, like I, I have a family, I have, I have a wife, I have children and they need my support. And so with the laborers union specifically, since that's what I'm a part of, that's given me the opportunity to do that and do it in a way that I can feel proud of. There's all these different Mm -hmm. ways that you can live and not even just for myself. You know, I, I talk to people that I work with and yeah, we we have the troubles that we have, but for the most part, the people that I work with, they're happy about what they do. They take pride in what they do. And that helps me because it's like, yeah, well, the person next to me, he's feeling good about his life. So yeah, I'm going to feel good about mine. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. see billboards about mental health all the time and I hear about it. And I've even been told that, you know, even within the construction industry, there's like a really high rate of suicides. And I'm like, what? Like, where are these guys at? I I hope I don't know any. I'm not saying that I don't want to be there for someone in that sort of a situation. But I think with being a, a union laborer, we get mixed in with the non-union. And I, I think there's a there's a big difference in how it works. There's a big difference in how people get treated. And I, and I know that from experience because I've worked non-union and I still have people that I know that work non-union. And it's like, guys, you know, you humanize yourself, join a union, like <laughs> have somebody say, no, that's not okay to do. Or 
no, they shouldn't be running you around like that. You know, it's just better. And I, I'm very, very thankful for that job I was working on that really made me make a choice without knowing the gravity of that choice. It's, uh, Mm-hmm. It's been a it's just been a, a great ride for me. And like I said, I know it's not like this for everyone, but for me, it's been great and it's still going great. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. If I may just peer a bit deeper, and you just brought up mental health and in suicidality and suicide rates. It is true, as you mentioned, that in construction workers are one of the highest industries of suicide rates. I don't know uh, how that breaks out union versus non-union or, you know, in a place that is typically zero degrees in the winter rather than sunny Southern California. Um, And I don't even know if that matters, but it has been attributed to a culture where people don't talk about their challenges, their struggles, quote unquote issues, if you will, that in a culture which is mostly men, you know better than me, but you know, it's just seemed to show like you're handling your business and any show of uh, anything less than that is seen as potentially being weak. You wouldn't necessarily want to do that. I'm wondering if you see any of that or recognize any of that type of strains in the construction culture. You know, I, I have, I have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like you said to, these projects are are no nonsense. They're they're high dollar, high priority, no room for error, really, no room for being late. And so, you know, I've even found myself in different positions throughout my career where the weight was heavy. But um I think the culture has changed a lot. I think the the newer generations have really changed things in how we perceive what a man is. You know, like <laughs> there's there's all these things, you know, that people will will butt heads against, but it's it's at least something to think about or, you know, to question like, well, what is a man? And and maybe the the old ideas weren't necessarily right. You know, maybe there's more than those old ideas and adages that were attributed to, to manhood, mm-hmm. even within the industry, I, I've definitely seen that change where it's not so uncommon to, for guys to just be talking about stuff, <laughs> you know, versus the, you know, the old <laughs> things of what you're going to do tonight, what you're doing this weekend, you're going to go, you know, it's like, no, nah, it's gotten much deeper, yeah. I've had much deeper conversations in the last several years than I have in, in a lot of the prior years in my career, for sure. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's really thoughtful and much appreciated by not just me, but I'm sure our listeners, because that brings a level of depth to this discussion and a level of depth to the questions facing all of us. And it's certainly interesting to say the very least, but definitely appreciated. Well, Charles, this has been a wonderful discussion. I would love to have the opportunity to check back in with you from time to time and chat with you about other issues um, that 
um, you are seeing happen on the ground in, in San Diego. And I just think that this has been a wonderful discussion and I can't thank you enough. And I wish we had more time, but unfortunately we're at the end. <laughs> yeah, the time really flew. You definitely know how to do an interview. Well, you did it. I I just listened. So I appreciate the insight, appreciate the thought you brought to this conversation. Really valuable. And so we thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Like I said, really, really appreciate the opportunity and hope these words are relevant to somebody. They certainly are. Well, that's Charles Fair, folks, member of Local 89 Laborers Union in San Diego. and. That's it for this week's episode. We appreciate you listening and make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Goodbye for now. The Rebuild SoCal Partnership represents more than 2,700 contractors and 90,000 union workers throughout Southern California. The partnership is dedicated to advocating for clean water, safe bridges and roads, which are vital to Southern California's economy. Better and safer infrastructure means good jobs and stronger communities. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and please visit us at rebuildsocal.org to learn much more.